talking to one of my favorite people, Gator volleyball coach Mary Wise. Mary, good to talk to you. How are you? I'm well, Steve. Thanks for asking. And I'm glad you're here. And a lot of people uh, have requested you, Mary, who are volleyball fans, and I will tell you why in a minute. But in all the years I have known you, I've never asked you this because your schedule came out. And I think for fans, how do you put the, the conference does theirs, but how do you put together your schedule year to year? Well, I will admit it is not easy. So, <laughs> and the reason I say this is, it, and we're not the only school in this situation, uh, is that you're trying to play the matches that will best prepare your team for the conference and beyond. But so you got to play tough competition. But depending on the age of and experience of your team, you go in too hard, then it's really hard. You know, you could, you could overschedule early, and and can your team rebound from that? So, and then then there's the art of the mid majors, and in, in our sport, and we're not, and again, not the only sport, is that playing teams. We'd love to to uh, stack our home schedule with you know top. 20 opponents, but they all want us playing at their place, too. Sure. So that home way that we've done with Minnesota and Stanford, we're in our fourth year of doing that. And the beauty of Florida State being such a good program to be able to play them in state. But when you're also filling the schedule is um, there, you have to provide guarantees. So it's an, it is not the, my favorite part of, <laughs> of the profession, uh, but it's a great schedule. It is a good schedule, no doubt. Um, I, I was also interested to see that the SEC is going back to the pre-COVID scheduling, so you don't face teams back to back. Are you in favor of that? Yeah, it was the right thing to do during COVID, and and you know that was uh, in twenty in the bubble in Omaha for the national championship. Kentucky was the first SEC team to win a volleyball championship. And there was something to be said that because the way our schedule is, we're not like uh, baseball that goes to one uh, school and stays, you know, plays the three matches and stays there. We have the regular schedule. The normal schedule has us like Friday, Sunday, which is fine if you're home. But if you're on the road, you're you're traveling Thursday, then you're tra- playing Friday, traveling Saturday, playing Sunday, get home really late Sunday. It just wears on the players. So the decision was, the uh, coaches thought, you know, we finally won a national championship because our players weren't worn out by the end of the, the season. And that was the year that, you know, we took Wisconsin um, to five in what would have been um, the regional finals. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we, all, we were so close to having two SEC teams in the final four. So we chose to go the back-to-back in 21. The mistake was um, – and and there weren't any coaches in favor. It just they just tried to play out the schedule. Is they stayed with the back to back in 22. It was a year too long. So we're back to just as you said the pre-COVID schedule where we'll play your normal week is Friday Sunday unless you have a Wednesday TV match. So I think it's better for our athletes. Um, I think it's better for our fans. And um, soon. Soon, and we've been talking about this for so long. Not only are we getting Texas and Oklahoma coming in to play volleyball in the league, but 
hold on to your hat, Steve. Vanderbilt has added volleyball wow. after all these years. How about that? I didn't know that. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, no, they won't join us till 25 because they still have to find a, a creative facility for them to play. But come 25, we'll actually have an even number of teams for the first time ever. Yay for that. Uh, I actually got two emails for you. Uh, one says, can you ask a coach about the impact of transfers out of the program and the hope-for impact of our incoming freshmen and transfers into the program? Yeah, you know, the portal, it's here to stay. It's, it's just um, our life. Um, as we know it, um, I do think it's the, it was better for the student athletes to give them more autonomy in when, of, of playing somewhere else that they choose to do so. And so I think there might be a market correction because it was out of control for all sports, you know, with extra year. But I, you know, I don't begrudge any player that, that, chooses to leave and certainly we've benefited from the players coming in so the portal is it um we'll all be portal watching uh as long as it it is part of our our uh profession but but it will not replace recruiting not, at least not in volleyball it might in other sports um but um i am so excited about our incoming freshman class the four players as really as talented a, a class as we've had in years, and they, we got players that have a chance to start and, wow. and be major, major impact players. I think Gator fans are going to be awfully excited to to watch this freshman class. That sounds cool. I'll end with the other email. Uh, can you ask Coach has NIL changed the way she coaches and or recruits? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know, I know you got a baseball game coming up, so I, can't, I don't want to take too long. But no. it, it is, it's the wild, wild west. You know, the NIL is here, but there are not a whole lot of guardrails up right now. I'll just put it that way. I do think in time it will be done right, that it will be a win-win for businesses, companies. You know what I'd love to see, Steve? I'd love to see every as many businesses in Gainesville, Alachua County, that – that are can thrive because of Gator Athletics, for them to jump on board and let our athletes help promote their business. We can we can do this right. Um, are there other sports and other schools in volleyball that are doing it? Um, mm, I think it's more like incentive mm-hmm. uh, recruiting, even though it's not supposed to be. Uh, but I think in time, the NCAA will put up the guardrails where the athletes can be compensated as they should for their name, image, and likeness, and, and it can be a win-win. How cool would it be if, if all these businesses in town had, had our Gator athletes of all the sports helping promote their business because they're, they, are, they are the lifeblood of the community, are these businesses. So I think we can do this right. We just need to get it off the ground. Well, in my last minute, um, I used to ask you this all the time when I interviewed you for games, the league, the SEC, tell folks competitively, is the league better? Is the league going to be good next year? The league is can be really tough. We'll have maybe seven or more teams playing in the NCAA tournament. Mm. Uh, 
Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee, LSU, and these teams, there have been some coaching changeover. And, you know, every time there's coaching changeover, especially in women's sports, you see the the schools put resources and things into the program so those schools get a bump. And so our league is going to be legit, and it's going to even get a whole lot tougher when Texas comes to <laughs> Good night. That's going to – that that state is so stacked with volleyball talent, and it'll be great for for Gator fans to be able to see us play them every year. Okay, glad we got a chance to coach up uh, to catch up, Mary. I always appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Take care. You got it. Thank you. She's done a wonderful job here. Tremendous coach and better person.